0: So I'm really on the uh, the USS Enterprise. <laughs> What's the start date then? Two two nine one point six.
1: Coming up, an accident while investigating a time portal sends Ensign Boimler and Mariner Beckett to the twenty third century and into a face to face encounter with the crew of the Enterprise.
0: Nurse Chapel, hi. Um, I need to talk to you about Spock. He's uh, acting. Different.
2: So will Mariner and Boimler's slips of the tongue and never-ending hijinks change the course of Starfleet history?
0: Spock, what's going on with Portal? Without herium, we cannot activate it. And there is no other source
1: of huronium anywhere in the quadrant. None. Or will Pike and the Enterprise crew figure out a way to send these unconventional officers back to the future? before it's too late.
0: What? The body, the face, the ears. I was thoroughly unprepared for how hot young Spock was going to be.
2: It is one hell of a ride as the animated
1: and real worlds comically collide. Coming up on the Strange New Worlds Lore Dex crossover edition of Energize. (laughs) Energize. 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 This week, Star Trek lore decks and Strange New Worlds embark on an unprecedented crossover episode. Time,
2: reality, and weird Spock behavior make for one exciting
1: event. Here's a Warp Speed recap of season two, episode seven of Strange New Worlds, Those Old scientists.
0: The Cerritos has just entered the orbit of Krolmuth B, home of the Krolmuth B portal. Oh, I gotta get a picture of this. Hey, Bormler, this way! Give me a Spock pose. Oh, yeah, yeah, okay. <clears throat> Live long and prosper.
2: The ancient thing is doing a thing.
0: <laughs> oh, my God, so the... I'm really on the, uh, the... The USS Enterprises. <laughs> okay. So, what's the start date then? 2291.6. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh. Uh, I did it! Mariner, what are you you doing here? I'm saving you? No, 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 we only have enough for one trip.
1: Spock, what's going on with Portal?
0: That heronium, we cannot activate it. And there
2: is no other source of heronium anywhere in the Quadrant? None.
0: Can't we just cook some up? We could attempt to synthesize heronium ourselves. If it goes wrong, the blast could take out half the ship.
1: All right, Steve. They did it. <laughs> they did it. We did we it. we had a hint that there, you know, last yeah. year that there would be some kind of crossover event, right. uh, and they they dropped it, episode seven, and it was fantastic. I I have to agree. I thought
2: for sure it was going to be a mess, and it wasn't. The second I saw the animated, just the opening of the show yes you know the, the with the music by Jeff Russo it wasn't the stuff that they had done before the computer generated stuff it was a comic version of it of the enterprise and all the opening and i from that moment from just the opening credits i was like okay i'm in
1: yep yep i mean uh, they just they, you know it was an ambitious undertaking and yeah. i just think that uh, the uh, producers of Star Trek, you know, you know, did it right. So let's just dive right into it. Let's go.
0: Ensign's Log. The Cerritos has just entered the orbit of Krolmuth B, home of the Krolmuth B portal, one of my all-time favorite portals.
2: So we open up like we're watching Lower Decks. It's the 24th century aboard the Cerritos, which is orbiting the planet Kralmuth or Kralmuth B which is where Captain Pike and the crew of the Enterprise discovered a time portal and by discovered yeah. we mean, we mean like they haven't discovered it yet that's what I love well, about this well, they discovered it in the past, because Cerritos right.
1: is already in the future, so this is already Exactly.
2: Happened. Exactly. Yes. So it's like, they discovered it, but they haven't discovered it yet. Cerritos already knows about it. And that's what's so beautiful about this episode, is you've got that juxtaposition. It's it's fantastic. But we yep. open up with our cartoon characters, Boimler, Mariner, Rutherford, and Tindy, our favorites.
1: Yep. And so they've uh, been assigned uh, to go to this planet, and uh, just, I guess, basically just do a follow-up on the the, the uh, portal that's there that Pike and his crew discovered, you know, 120 years before. And Maren is not really thrilled about this assignment. She's like, this is boring. <laughs> right. Because it happened over excited.
2: 120 years ago, but the thing about Boimler I really love, and and in Lower Decks, he always has the best lines because he's always referencing some Star Trek canon that we all know. <laughs>
0: imagine what it must have been like to be with those old scientists i mean this is as close as we'll get to spock or numero una don't call her that
2: he's so geeky about it and he's wondering uh gosh what would it be like to be standing at the same spot as uhura and, and 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 experience this and mariner who's you know kind of in charge of the mission she's still just like nah nah let's just let's be done with it
1: yeah, it's just like, whatever. Nothing's happened with this portal in 120 years. Just like going to see a rock, <laughs> yeah, you know, sitting there.
0: Well, I gotta get a picture of this. Hey, Bormler, this way. Give me a spot pose. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay. <clears throat> Live long and prosper. The
1: ancient thing is doing a thing. So the the four beam down to the planet, and uh, Bormler's all geeky. He wants to take a picture, and so as Rutherford takes a picture of Bormler standing. Um, on this dormant portal it all of a sudden activates and he's sucked in and thrown into the other side into the past. now I, I'm gonna
2: give you a spoiler right now that's never explained and no. at this at the beginning I think that needs to be explained but by the end I, I think I don't care. who, who cares he, the whole point was just to get him to the past and that's what they did
1: and yeah. And it makes it makes sense. We've seen these portal episodes before, where uh, in the original series, where um, Doctor McCoy jumps through it, and they have to sure. jump through it with him because he's crazy. You know? Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, these things have happened.
0: You guys look very realistic. Number one to Enterprise, we might have a problem.
2: So we see real-life Boimler, Jack Quaid, and here's what I love about this. He actually kind of looks like the cartoon character that they made for him. They even gave him blue hair. And he kind of drops down to the floor, and he looks up and he sees Spock and Una and La'an standing them. And he's like, oh my god, you guys look so real. So realistic. (laughs) Like, wait, was he living in two dimensions? What's that? All <laughs> yeah,
1: <of them? laughs> yeah, it was just a wink, wink, I guess, to the audience, and then he passes out. Yeah, and so, and like you mentioned earlier, we go into the Stranger uh, Worlds opening sequence that's animate, completely animated. And I thought the one big thing that I caught was they duplicated the whole thing, but what yeah. they did was they added little things to it. So, like the Cerritos <laughs> has this alien form chewing on the nay cell, so it's did the so Enterprise. And so, I thought so that was a great. nice little touch. I just loved it
2: so much, and I I wasn't sure I was I was gonna buy in. I wasn't sure I was gonna like it, and it was just fantastic. And yeah, to see that that animal, as soon as I saw it, I'm like, oh my god, this is just so great. And and to not take any of this really seriously, I think is a, a is a nice switch for Star Trek. It uh, yeah, we're, still in, we're still in canon.
1: You were still in canon, and displayed out. Oh, you know, differently though than one would ex- would have expected. It wasn't complete hijinks, and so, uh, you know, I think that's what's really good about it.
0: Oh my God! So the,
1: I'm really on the uh, the, the the USS Enterprise.
0: <laughs> okay. So what's the start date then? Two two nine one point six.
1: So born was in the twenty third century. He wakes up in sick bay, and you know, Pike is there. Mbinga's there, Lon's there, so they, you know, he's trying to hold on to information because he knows he's in the past. But Pike assures him that he already knows that he's from the future.
2: Yeah, that was funny. He, he Boimler tries to awkwardly not give away stuff, and Pike's like, "Come on, let's go." I, yeah, I yeah it was the, communic-
1: the communicator did it. You know, it was just yeah. it, was, it was it was it wasn't that hard to figure out. And it's not like Pike's time and the. Um, in, in, in uh, Boimler's time are drastically different. It's not like being in the uh, the 21st century and you're talking to somebody from the 1200s, you know. Right. <laughs> you know whatever that is. And, and it's not that case. It's just only a 120 year difference and they're in an advanced future. So it's not that hard to figure out. But, but um, it yeah, poses they've a gotta, lot of issues though.
2: Yeah, they've got to lay down the law. They've got to go, look, here's some rules. Uh, don't make any attachments. Um, don't tell anything from your personal experience. Uh, don't change anything in any way that might give us a tip toward the future. Don't do anything that could irrevocably change the future.
1: Right. And Lauren has been assigned to him as a security chief of security would be. And so she gave him that riot act. But yeah. when she said that about, you know, you know, yeah. don't talk about, you know, she, things from personal experience, she was like, sure. you know, he kind of picked up on the fact that oh you've been through this before, which we all know she did uh, with uh, episode three with uh, Captain well Kirk, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Lieutenant he, Kirk. Was, yeah. Well, he was Captain Kirk in that well, episode yeah. because he was an all- alternate Kirk, Captain so. Kirk. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, I mean, God, we had to keep track of all this stuff. I know, but um, <laughs> but that that reality weighs heavily on Bo- Bormler as it should, and so um, they go back down to the planet and you know, trying to retrace what happens. And, you know, Wormer just basically says, well, you know, this thing just, you know, kind of kind of just happened like dumb luck. And then Spock makes his weird joke.
0: We took a hollow image with our camera that seemed to set it off. So I guess it was just dumb luck? <laughs> you just, uh, you just laughed? Yes.
2: Yeah, it was so weird. He just, and he smiles and... And then he snaps back and I'm thinking, wait a second, is this what we got from Spock from one and two episodes ago? Or is this part of the Lower Decks? Here's what I'm starting to think. Is this the Lower Decks episode or is it the Strange New Worlds? I'm starting to get confused. Like,
1: why would he smile like that? We've not seen him do that. I, I thought that it was just kind of in a continuation of what he's been dealing with the whole entire season. You know, since last season, when he, he the, the buffer between controlling him, uh, between his emotional or, or human and Vulcan sides broke down during the Gorn episode, then he's been dealing with it all season. That's been the theme of, of his. And now he's dating um, Nurse Chapel. And so he's uh, exploring his, uh, his human, human side. Plus, and, he and was that, that's human. Sort of weird. He was human, and so
2: is that part of him almost not—I don't want to say fighting back, but I want to say complimentary to the Vulcan side. And if so, this is what I like about Boimler, because he keeps pointing out during the episode, that's not the Spock I know, and I like that. Not the Spock of history. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I like this because it kind of reminds us, this may or may not be Spock's future— we know it's fan service dude it's like we know who Spock really is but this is kind of the strange new world
1: Spock which one yeah, wins Yeah and 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 we can do that we can do that because this is before Kirk's time this is the early days of uh, Spock and Starfleet and you can assume that he's making that adjustment. He's still exploring himself and they basically set that up from the very beginning of Strange New Worlds and I appreciate that. It gives us some room to play. And I don't mind it. I think it's good he's still Vulcan but he's still, you know, we're going to just explore his uh, his human side more and he can make a decision later on. It reminds me of Data lore
2: in in um uh, a Picard, you know, final season when he becomes kind of both he's data when he needs to be he's lore when he needs to be and that fluid forgive the term uh creature actually works it's human
1: yep uh,
0: no response to hail sir I'm sure that's an orion ship oh that's totally an orion ship classic scout i built a model of one in a bottle
1: and so you know, Pike radios down to the way team. I say radio, but I don't know the proper word for it. But he radios down to the way team until he communicates.
2: He uh, yeah he communicates transmits. with the
1: way team and tells them that an incoming ship is coming in. We find out that that ship is in what we think is an Orion pirate ship.
2: Now, we remember earlier on when Tindy was like, not everybody was pirates. Not all Orions were pirates. And Boimler just jumps out. And I, here's what I... Here, okay, I don't know if you did this, but I closed my eyes every time Boimler spoke because I wanted to see if it sounded like the Boimler from Lower Decks. And it did. Of course.
1: Oh, oh 100%. And I think that the the, the animators actually engineered the characters to actually look like that was their, incredible um, that yeah. was
2: incredible
1: yeah yeah and so i think that was a smart move on their part from the very beginning instead of mm-hmm. making characters that were drastically different from the way they looked so I well, he had that blue worked. hair he had blue yeah. hair yeah and the yeah, facial feature so features you know fit you know and i, I, think I thought so. that, that that was really really cool so um you know Bormler, I mean, with with when they identified that this is an Orion ship, so it's like, okay, pirate ship, automatically, you know, we let's load up the torpedo tubes, and you know, and Bormler intervenes and and says, hey, you know, the, the that could be a science vessel, and they're looking at him like, really, you know, but <laughs> but he to- begrudgingly, you know, or reluctantly talks, you know, talks to him, and right. um, but they take the portal anyway and run off like pirates. I shouldn't have listened to the ants, and it's why we lost the portal. It's just rare that we have someone on the ship who's such a... Fan?
0: Of you, at least. He seems completely terrified of me.
2: Off they go. Like, exactly. But it's not over there, because I feel like both Pike and Boimler are cut from the same cloth, like, let's give these guys a chance. Um, he made a mistake. Obviously, Boimler did. Um, but just even being there on the Enterprise is affecting Pike in such an interesting way. And we talked about this before. What kind of ship is the Enterprise right now? Is it Pike's ship? Because there are so many influences on him that really steer him in different directions. He's not the Kirk that, that we saw in TOS. He's really more of a like, oh, really? Okay, I'll turn my head this way and we'll try this. He's kind of like a chef, which is what he is on uh, Strange New Worlds. He's, you know, throwing a few things into the mix to see how it tastes. I think that's who he is.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and I like it because um, it it puts him in a in a different lane from previous captains, and I think that's yeah. the challenge that every. Well, actor that's what he who, wanted. That's what yeah. he wanted to be. Exactly, exactly. So I, I think it, yeah. it it works well because he's just kind yeah. of you know by feel. I think that Pike is a by feel kind of guy, and I can respect yeah. that. And so um, he has this great conversation with Una, you know, privately about the fact that, you know, Boimler's presence aboard Enterprise is affecting him and how he sees his future. He said, well, maybe yeah. that my future isn't so bad. Right, because Boimler's so all revered. about like, oh, my God, you're Pike, you're Pike. We all know yeah. about you.
2: And exactly. We don't I wonder know how why. that would feel. Right, if he knows he, if he knows he's going to have his face burned off, is does Boimler know him because he's known for having his face burned off or is he known for something different? And it's a it's a great way to interject the big question mark. Will this actually happen to him? That's what I love about this series is that's the whole thing we're waiting for. What happens to Pike?
1: Yep. Yep. And I I enjoy him him dealing with his inevitable reality. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, as Bormler's on the ship, he, the great thing about it, they preserved uh, <laughs> the comedy that comes from Bormler. Yeah, they so preserved the, the comedy and hijinks that, that comes from Mariner and the two of them together. And so Bormler, of course, is spilling the beans on everything, like Pike's <laughs> birthday and Ortega and Nurse Chapel, like, huh? Mm-hmm. You know? Uh, Bormler then has this conversation with Chapel in the turbo lift, and this was, a, I thought, was a really good moment.
0: Nurse Nurse Chapel? Nurse Chappell, hi um I need to talk to you about Spock Spock uh, what about him well he's uh acting different
2: what it did was it it allowed us to understand what the future could be however what's going on right now and exactly we're all and confused
1: so, yeah we're all confused I mean what's going on with Spock I mean that's the the elephant in the room and so you know but he, Presses, you know, Nurse Chapel's like, well, this isn't the Spock of history. But it's it's in that moment that Nurse Chapel has her epiphany, our aha moment that, oh my God, if Spock is like this in the future, well, then what does that mean for our relationship? Because if he's going straight hard laced again, that means that their time must be short. And we know that
2: because that's canon. And so we see for the first time her realizing it may not be what she wants it to be i mean look you hook up with a vulcan and you're a human you're never going to be satisfied anyway she should know this her mother
1: knows yeah and you can see their eyes kind of welled up in coming to that realization i thought that was a really good moment
0: as of now there is no way to track the orions
1: uh i know how to track the orions
0: didn't we talk about that?
1: Yes. So back on the bridge, you know, Spock and Pike and company are trying to figure out how to track down this Orion ship. And Bornwood comes on the bridge and like, says, listen, I ooh, I, oh, I, could do that. <laughs> but I tell you what, just don't look. And you know, it was so funny. It was like, can you do that? <laughs> That's
2: so great. I, I, I kept staring at um, Jack Quaid, who I love so much. And... I mean, I'm sure you felt this way, too. He's got Dennis Quaid's mouth and Meg Ryan's eyes. And that's a weird thing to keep looking at.
1: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. He is his but, father's son. That is true. Oh,
2: my God. For sure. He's such a Quaid. Um, yeah. But, but there he is, in, you know, imparting uh, age-old wisdom, saying, listen, this great-great-great-grandmother is on that Orion ship. And we don't want to erase her from history. She is the progenitor of
1: everything that happens. There's a dilemma. Oh, very much so. But, but before they tracked down the ship, he made the whole bridge crew turn around while he, <laughs> you know, made adaptations to Spock's yeah. science panel, you know, a science yeah. station rather. And I, I, I thought that, that was that was hilarious having them all lined up facing the opposite direction. You're right. But yeah, That's you're so right. so funny. Yeah, but it was a really good, you know, you know, mind-bending twist to to really think about the implications of what happened when someone comes for the past. I mean, anything you can do, anything you do, could alter everything, even the most minute thing. You know, just merely bumping into somebody in the hallway, keeping them from doing something they were supposed to do. The timing—it's it, a mind screw. I mean, I, we should never do time travel. It would, you know, irref- irrevocably damage everything. And with that information that um, Bormler shared with Pike, then he goes to the, the diplomacy route and says, you know, well, we should trade something. It's a, you know, it's a sign of respect. That's what Bormler tells Pike. And so they, they have this grain that they were sending to a needy planet, and they traded it for the portal. And it works. Yeah. However. Yeah, and I was just like, okay.
2: <laughs> that was a little weird, but I, I get it, because you would think the, the portal is not in in my opinion tradable it's it's a it's power and when you have power you don't seed power but i was surprised they did that but it was it worked for the story because they get down on the planet and there's Boimler and they're like we've got just enough whatever it was midi chlorines or whatever yeah thank you to, <laughs> no, you <laughs> were <was>, you <laughs> were star wars on it with that bs midi- uh, i, I know for sure
1: were, <laughs> It's rough Sorry. Yeah, just just take all the mystique out of it. I, I yeah, really apologize
2: ahead. for that. That was so yeah. brutal. Uh, but it's like let's let's send you back, and they activate it, and who comes through? Mariner. Oh hell
0: yeah! I did it. Mariner, what are you what are you doing here? I'm saving you. No 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 no. We only had enough for one trip. Oh,
2: and what I love about the two of them is that they look like their characters. And yeah,
1: Tawny Newsom looks like Mariner. Well, I mean, they designed so it all for her.
2: She's yeah. so great. And if any of you have not seen the first season of Space Force with Steve Carell and Tawny Newsome, you have to watch it because she's on there. I think it's Apple TV. I don't know. But she's phenomenal. So she's a really fun actress, and she's been incredible on uh, Lower decks, we've Lower covered deck. them for two or three seasons, and
1: yeah, their this, comedic timing just completely works. Yeah. And I, I just have so really appreciated Lower decks, and and will appreciate it when it comes back in September.
2: But yes, um, September seventh. And by the way, this is think about this, Anthony. This is the first time the two of them have been together on an actual set as people. Right. They've they started this show during COVID. They were in their own homes doing this. It's the first time they've actually met.
1: Yep. Yep. And then, you know, and and it, it, they made music together and it really worked and I bought it and it made it tangible. And so that's that's what that's what's making it work up to this point. And so the, the the comedy that the two of them add just makes, you know, it made it fun and giddy because we're living through how we would feel if we bumped into Pike and Crew and we came from the past. I mean, came from the future to the past. And you you, you would be, you know, fans like we're, we're fans of, particular celebrities that we really respect or really enjoy their performances, and you meet them in person, kind of like, oh
0: my gosh. Uh, look, I'm going to keep this, like, 100% profesh, but I was thoroughly unprepared for how hot young Spock was going to be. What? The body, the face, the ears.
2: So there they are, and they're they're gobsmacked, and they don't know what to say.
1: Yep, yeah, but Marin is crushing on Spock in the ready room, and she's just <laughs> kind of, like... I thought that was freaking hilarious. That was really good. And she's
2: like, she kept calling him wood, hot Spock,
1: or... I can't him? remember, but she was, it was crushing a Good-looking it. She was crushing Spock or it.
2: hot Spock?
1: Yeah, yeah. So that was that was a trip. And so the problem is they don't have any more uh, harmonium, um, <laughs> so they can't activate the portal. So right. the you know, Marin is going to work with with um, um, uh, to to read yeah. the inscriptions on the portal and try to figure that out. While um, Boimler is going to work with Spock to synthesize harmonium.
2: There are two favorite people, and it be- it becomes this weird fanboy, crazy, just, oh, my God, I can't believe it kind of thing. And, you know, it's it's so funny to watch um, Mariner with Uhura because Uhura's like, hey, I'm 22. I'm just this person. I don't know what you've done yet or what I've done, rather. And you're talking about me like I'm this huge hero. I don't get it. It's fascinating to see.
1: Yeah, it would be the same thing as if somebody, you know, uh, jumped, you know, came from the future and said, Anthony, you know, you're going to do all these great things and, you know, history's going to remember you as such and such and such (laughs) and such, you know? And that would be weird. That would be so weird to hear. Um, Well, As much as it was weird for me, one day I knocked on the wrong door and some lady came to the door, an older lady, and she said, you will lead people. And I was like... Oh, wow. Oh
2: my
1: God. But, well, I mean, it would, This is the Zephyr Cochran you would, conundrum. Yeah, you know, go, yeah, it was weird. I never forgot it because, I mean, yeah. you know, I have a- aspirations, and so it wasn't something that was off base for who I am. And so, yeah, I can, I can, I can I, imagine just recalling that feeling. I was like, whoa, that's weird. Okay, all right. Affirmations, let's take it. I'll take it. Let's do it.
0: It does not take an expert observer to recognize that my experiments in human emotion trouble you. Therefore, I must surmise that my future state the one you are familiar with must be one in which my emotions are minimized.
1: So, uh, it was a great scene between Boimler and Spock while they were trying to synthesize the harmonium and talking about Spock's emotions.
2: And he asked him, "He's like, listen. Earlier, I was talking to you know Chapel, and she's she's like, you know, the universe needs Vulcan Spock. This is what Boimler's saying. We need you to be the logical." Vulcan Spock that we know and you can see Spock thinking like oh that's interesting history's
1: calling me exactly but Spock also makes a valid point that you know surmising that he needs to stay on course just be who he is now because maybe that's part of his development to become the the Spock of history
2: But what does that course mean? That's that's what's so weird about when people come back from the future. It's like, oh, you're this, you're that, you're this, you're that. It's like, well, do I
1: take a right or do I take a left? Who should I be? And he's like, I'm just going to be me. Yeah. And I think Spock is correct because it wasn't that Bormler told him very specific details that could alter his path. He just said, you know, we know you to be X, you know, to be this one person. So I think the most logical thing is to stay the course, which you're currently doing, because clearly it's going to change on its own. Makes sense.
0: Ever Since I got here, all I've done is open my big stupid mouth and screw everything up. But if I want to be a hero, I have to fix things. Ooh, what are we fixing?
1: And so uh, the chamber, the they're sitting in the room, and, <laughs> and the thing is starting to pop and it explodes. And so um, this kind of prompts Bormner later on to go rogue and and they get inside of a shuttle and he and Mariner are there and they, you know, send a message to the uh, Orions to you know, give the you know get the grain back for the portal because I think that at that point that Borman is accepting that they're probably stuck there and they'll have to just go stay out of history's way.
2: Right, and 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 because they've blown it, right? They've spent all their capital; they can't get back. So Laan shows up, and she's just like, "Okay, guys." What's going on? And Boimler has a really good response.
1: Yeah. And uh, we've seen Bro- uh, Boimler grow because I, yeah. mean, I thought he was a little annoying in season one. I mean, yeah. I liked him. Don't get me wrong. He's funny. But you, we've seen over two seasons his growth and how yeah. he's changed.
2: And plus, as soon as you make him three-dimensional, somehow he's even more real, human, mature. Um, yeah. you, you can't get away with the goofy two-dimensional stuff.
1: Yeah. And then uh, this episode just had a lot of really good poignant moments. And so, um, you know, Boimler earlier on had told um, Nurse Chapel and Ortegas about, you know, Pike's birthday, which they didn't really know about. And so they're, you know, wanting to plan a party. But there's this conversation between Boimler and Pike about, you know, he didn't have a good relationship with his dad and now he's about to be the, you know, past the age where his dad died and he has regrets, and he was just going to celebrate by himself. Mr. Boimler,
0: I heard that you've been encouraging my crew to throw me a surprise party. Please stop doing that. You never know how many birthdays you have left. You have friends who want to celebrate you while you still can.
2: I thought it was an an interesting insight into Pike. We don't know a lot about him, and to know that his dad died at whatever, you know, 49 or 50, because Pike's 50 at this point um, to see him be that vulnerable with this random future Ensign um, is interesting
1: I, I love that part, it was a really good moment. Yeah, and and Bornler says, you know, I just wish I would have had this time with my dad, but Bornler brings it yeah. to point well, you know your crew will have wanted, well one day will have wanted to, to have shared this time with you in the future, which like is very a, clear, the Pike like knows that yeah, you, know, you know, Pike knows that Bormler knows what's gonna happen to him in the future. So Boimler gets this aha moment. Yeah, yeah. It was a great aha moment because in that conversation Pike wonders, you know, tells Bormler, you know, I wonder what it would have been like to walk on the you know, Archer's Enterprise. Archer's Enterprise. Exactly. It's yeah. like
2: every 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 era wonders what the past era was like. And Bormler's like, oh my God, wait a second. And he knows that each former ship which I'm going to be honest is a little bit of a hole because I don't think this is true but each former ship has a bit of itself in the future ship that's named for it I don't think that's the case with the Titan A that becomes the Enterprise G but maybe it is I don't know but there's always a little bit of something from the former ship named for it and in this case well in this case it works
1: yeah, totally. I mean, it wasn't too far fetched because I remember in that uh, season one when everybody was on shore leave and Una and Laon were playing all doing all the things because they felt like they weren't fun. Yeah. People and they just started doing whatever that list that the that the crew does. The, that was uh, bing- Enterprise Bingo. Yeah, Enterprise Bingo, and they went on. Remember, they went on to the outside the ship and went to the scar. Oh yeah, you're right. Yes. Yeah, and every ship has the the scar. That, and people have gone out there and signed it. And so, um, we um so, yeah, about it you too. know, I, I, could, I could see this being something, hmm. a thing. Okay. You yeah. know what? You're right. It worked.
0: Listen, I, I may have given you the wrong impression about Boimler's poster. It's, it's for recruitment. Yeah, you're the literal poster girl slash woman for Starfleet. You should have led with that part.
2: So Mariner and Boimler now are going to beam back down to the planet. It's time for them to transport back to their time. They have found the uh, technology that's going to do that for them. And as they're going down, Mariner says to Una, listen, Boimler had this poster on his wall, but it wasn't just a poster. I mean, it was a recruiting effort, but it really was about you, and about who you were, and that she's the reason that Boimler joined, Ad Astra Ad, or was it Ad Astera Per Aspera, right? That yes. wonderful saying from you know a few episodes ago, that, that has resonated over hundreds of years, and suddenly Una's just like, wow, thank you. And it's beautiful.
1: Yep, yep. And she was in, I don't know if we touched on it earlier, but Una was uh, kind of creeped out at how Bormler was responding to her, because they were in the corridor, it <laughs> uh, was Mariner Bormler, and then Always. Una walks up and he just runs away from her, you yeah. know, and yeah. and that's when she first shared that he had a has a poster of her, and she thought that was weird, kind of like, you know, what, you have a poster of me? Is this some kind of like Farrah Fawcett, Janet Jackson poster <laughs> you got me in, in your <laughs> yeah. pinup? Yep. You know, is that what they've done to me in the future? they made me a pinup girl? And so she was a little weirded out by it, so when uh, Mariner tells her this and Bormler confirms it it actually puts her at ease and and gives her the I, I guess the confirmation that she was really accepted by Starfleet. Right. And with her being w- And we saw she is. this with that trial, you know. Yeah. Things
2: like that don't happen, you know, randomly. They happen for a reason and it becomes lore. And I think for her to see that she has resonated throughout time and inspired people. The other thing I wanted to say was Last season, they gave her a couple of good episodes. This season, they gave her one. I'd like to see more of Una. I want to see even more of her story. I still feel like she's kind of been in the background. Maybe the last three episodes this season, they'll do something with her.
1: She deserves more. Yep. But hey, but but to your, uh, fulfilling your request, we got more Pike. I know. I loved it. More Pike. More Pike. (laughs) Pike. It was good. Pike was a present in this one. Pike um, Plus, so, that's what I say. Well, you said Pike Plus. <laughs> a, I like that. Paramount Plus, Pike Plus. That's right. Pike um, Plus. We got your message about the portal.
0: That was a mistake. That message was sent without my authorization. I'm afraid we still need it.
1: So uh, they beam down and, you know, Spock gives um, uh, of the Vulcan salute for which so he's great. giddy. So Yeah, but so they get down great. there and Orion's just sitting there. <laughs> Right, and
2: and they're like, okay, and they were really nice, and this is where Pike and his diplomacy skills really uh, take effect. He's like, listen, we'll let you be the guys that discovered this. Just let our people go back,
1: and it was yeah, a they- really
2: wonderful compromise.
1: Yeah, but I think Boehmler softened it by saying, you know, Mariner, by saying that they're friends with uh, Tendy in in the future and mentioned the person that was on the ship. He's like, how did you know that was, you know, that she was on our ship? And he was like, well, yeah, you know, you know, and so that that softened him out. And like you said, Pike made that deal and said, hey, you can be the Discovery. And then the captain surprisingly says, you know, that's all I've ever wanted. That's all we ever wanted. Validate it. Right? It's to be validated. They just want to be seen, Anthony. They want to be yes. seen. Yep. Yep. And I know it's a played thing to say these days because everybody says that to be seen, but, you know, sometimes, you know, it's you real. Know, overused terms are, are just what it is, you know? And I, I think it, it is be, real. Everybody wants to be seen. I right. agree.
2: Yeah. So the best part about all of this was we go back to the Cerritos, and for the rest of the episode, it's animated, including the Enterprise, which just was so
0: great. They seem nice. Tendy, you were right. It turns out Orions did discover this portal. I know. I told you. My great-grandmother discovered it. Oh, Astria. Right? That's right. But how'd you know her name?
1: <laughs> but yeah, they go back there. And we find out that um, um, they let Tendy know that she was right. That Because at the very beginning, there was this dispute as to whether the Enterprise discovered the, the portal or did they Orions. Right. And right. they confirmed it with Tendi, which you know is part of the paradox.
2: Which we know the—yeah, right. That is the paradox, because Enterprise did discover it, but they gave it to the Orions so uh, the Cerritos crew could get back.
1: Yep. And then we find right. out that Mariner—I uh, think when—oh, what's the first officer's name? I'm just drawing a blank at the moment. But um, when he shows up, he's like, yeah, that assignment, blah, 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 blah. We found out that Mariner was the one that actually asked for the mission for Boy Right.
0: Ow! Hey, how was the mission, Mariner? Never seen you fight to get work before. You fought to get this mission? You did it just so I'd get to go. No, Ransom's just an idiot with a bad memory because he sleeps face down like a baby. Shut up!
2: Now, what would have been interesting is if Jerry O'Connell got phased over to the Enterprise because Una is his real wife in real life.
1: Yeah, now that would have been cool. That, that would have been, been cool. cool. Yep so yeah no no it, it was totally cool and, we, and uh, you see growth in Mariner Mariner has changed a lot we've talked about that love um, for that. season 2 She's of fantastic. Lower Decks so we've seen yep. her grow and I think that's good I mean these this is not like watching uh, 10,000 episodes of Scooby-Doo is the same old thing over and over again
2: right you And know? the damn kids I would have gotten away with it
1: well for you kids well they didn't say damn, damn. back then but but if that were on HBO Max it'd be like, it would be like you effing kids but uh, <laughs> <laughs> When well,
0: we shouted "surprise," didn't seem very surprised. Come on, number one, I knew. That's why I canceled my fishing trip. Someone reminded me that maybe I should celebrate with my friends.
1: But uh, so, you know, like you said, back on the Enterprise, everyone's animated, and we found out that Pike had his party anyway.
2: It's so great, and they're sitting there drinking Orion Ale. They're kind of feeling weird. They're like, "Wow, this is wow. This is kind of strange," and they're they're you know meta commenting. Fourth wall almost that they feel kind of strange and two dimensional, which yeah. Or take it my eyes big? <laughs> Are my eyes unusually big? my eyes yes. <laughs> But it was great and and now look, you and I both know that in the coming weeks there will be a musical. <sighs> hang on, hang on, don't get bitter. <laughs> don't get bitter. Don't get bitter, this, Anthony. Don't this, get bitter. This is this is this is Glee Enterprise. Okay? Now, do we like it? I don't know. But I'll tell you this. Over this week, I went online and I looked at a lot of that a lot of people are upset with the fact that it's not pure TOS canon. Or Here's what I'm gonna say about this. Times change, viewers change, people change. Strange New Worlds is the best adaptation of Star Trek you could hope for, given the way the world is now. We all need to relax a little bit and just enjoy it. This episode was enjoyable. The musical will be enjoyable. Let's just ride with this and enjoy it.
1: Well, well, Steve, this was an amazing episode. It was everything that I could have hoped for. Uh, they just did a fantastic job, and it, it blended perfectly. I didn't, I didn't question the vehicle for getting them through the portal. And you're dealing with two different times, so it, it works anyway.
2: Yeah, and then, I thought you know, it was
1: having strong actors like uh, Jack Quaid and you know Tawny Newsom made it work too. It couldn't have been done with weak, weak actors. No, I, I agree, and,
2: and, and what a what a bold and audacious, and by the way, we didn't even mention this. It was directed by Jonathan Frakes, who of course. was the perfect person to direct it. It was just wonderful, and I loved it. Well, that
1: concludes this Star Trek Strange New World slash Lower Decks crossover <laughs> event. Crossover event of the century. Uh,
2: Listen, if you want to check out what's going on on our website, we'd love to have you there. It's www.energizepodcasts.com. Well, everyone,
1: thanks for listening. I'm Anthony McLemore. I'm Steve Truitt. Live long and prosper.